0: And if there's no negative drawback to it, if it's only incentive, incentive incentive, mm-hmm. why not attempt to put yourself in a better position to hold on to your people longer?
1: Welcome to Rock Stars of Remodeling, a podcast presented by Pro Remodeler Media, where the best and brightest stars in Home Improvement share actionable insights with like-minded industry standouts like you. I'm your host, Drew Barto. I spent 13 years as the director of marketing for a replacement window and door company in Pittsburgh, where I learned a lot from some of the great minds in the home improvement industry. I aim to bring many of those voices to you on this show to help you gain more leads, close more sales, and boost your bottom line. Let's rock. This episode is being brought to you by Provia. Provia produces professional class entry doors, vinyl replacement windows and siding, manufactured stone and metal roofing. When you partner with Provia, you get expert installer training, lifetime limited warranties, responsive sales, marketing, and customer service support, and additional tools to help build your business. Visit Provia.com to learn more. Hi everyone, I'm thrilled to welcome Nick Roberts onto the show today. Nick is the Executive Vice President at HomeFix Custom Remodeling, an exterior remodeling company with eight locations up and down the East Coast of the United States. He's a member of Pro Remodeler's 40 Under 40 class of 2023 and someone who worked his way from a canvasser at his company all the way up to the leadership position he now holds. Today, we'll learn more about his unique journey through the ranks at HomeFix and hone in on his innovative tiered sales structure that has helped increase retention in his sales department. Nick, thanks so much for joining me on Rockstars Remodeling.
0: True. Uh, I appreciate you guys having me. I'm excited to be here, buddy.
1: All right, let's set the stage uh, before we get into it. Let's set the stage. Can you, can you briefly talk about... You know the types of products you offer at home fix just so our audience has an idea and, and and how's the business grown over the years
0: you know we we originally started as a window company um back in 1990 uh, it was primarily just windows and siding um over the years we have grown it to windows siding roofing doors and you know the newest thing now is the solar thing. so uh, we uh we have some solar stuff too as well at this point very good and you
1: know so let's Let's dive right into to more of your personal journey at Home Fix, because uh, <laughs> I know it's interesting. I remember talking to you yeah. earlier for, for, for our article in, in Pro or Mother. And So wh- when and how did you get your start at the, in the industry, and and kind of what was the path that led you to where you are today? So
0: to so take you all the way back, I, uh, I was a, uh, a four-sport letterman in high school. I couldn't find a part-time job. I um, had some personal things go on with my family. My family got split kind of my sophomore year. My mom went to Virginia. My dad stayed in Texas. I went with my mom. And right then I was, you know, I was big into sports, but I needed to find some money. It was, you know, a, a different type of situation personally. And mm-hmm. so I had a friend of mine on the baseball team that told me about Homefix. He said, look, I'm working for a company called Homefix. It's right down the street. And, you know, what they'll do is, you know, they'll, they'll essentially pay you a commission to schedule appointments for them. I figured, you know what? I got the time. Let me go in after practice. I sat down with, uh, you know, the campus manager and he, he basically explained it like this, Drew. And I, I think... I think a lot of my success is, is how things were framed to me, right? And yeah. so he said, uh, "Look, uh, go out there, schedule an appointment, and I'll give you one hundred twenty-five dollars for every appointment you schedule." And I go, "Well, how much do we charge to come talk to them?" And he said, "Well, it's free." And I said, "You got to be kidding me! Uh, like I thought it was like a you know a, a, an Amway thing, a multi-level marketing thing." I was like, yeah. You're <laughs> me. And so uh, you know, it's, it seems so simple to me. And so uh, you know. Really, that day I went out uh, in neighbored neighborhood right around the school, knocked on a couple of doors, um, and I scheduled you know four or five appointments. I thought it was fairly easy. My, uh, you know, really my my sophomore year, sophomore year in high school, I made just under fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> wow, <laughs> in <country>. that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not bad for a for a high schooler for sure. <laughs> um, you know, so from there it was kind of like I got this bug of like commission sales. I it, it was it was so fascinating to me, and you know I did that through high school. When I was obviously older, I uh, the marketing manager said, hey, look, you can come sell for us. And so I started selling. 2005 was my first year. I finished second in the company behind some no-name guy named Adam Champagne. Um, oh, no name, yeah, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> he is now our CEO, yeah. So uh, Adam and I were sent to Jersey, uh, Adam on the sales side, me on the marketing side, because I obviously had years of experience as a marketing guy. Um, I did about ten months there, and what's interesting about this, Drew, is I wasn't great at this. Uh, you know, I would say I failed as a as a canvas manager. So, you know, I had a conversation with the owners, and you know, they basically said, "Look, we, we love you in sales. Why don't you go back that route?" Now, so I actually went backwards in my career. In two thousand and seven, I left management. I went back to sales underneath Adam. I was okay. uh, and I was his t- his top rep. So from seven, eight, nine. I just ran leads and sold and it was some of the happiest years of my life. And then in 2014 or 13, uh, Adam's named CEO, I kind of became the director of sales for the company. And then we had a guy named Keith, who's my partner, became the director of marketing. And so, you know, I did that for years and years and years. And then uh, this year I became the EVP, uh, which really is just um, more of, of managing the sales side, but also trying to get into some of these other verticals marketing operations to see what I can do to be a help and a benefit there. So that's kind of how it happened for me. Um, You know, the whole thing started with this canvassing thing to this day. I I always thought it was the the greatest way of getting into sales. Yeah. If you can, if you can knock doors and get
1: people to commit to an appointment who weren't even thinking about windows and doors at that time. I mean, that that just sets you up to be successful in sales. I think as you, as you grew uh, into that role. And when I interviewed you for pro mothers, 40 under 40, I was intrigued by your your innovative sales structure. It's something I I actually hadn't heard about before. Uh, Can you outline the details of what that tiered structure looks like and and how salespersons inside of your organization can uh, sort of earn promotions at each tier?
0: You know, one of the things that I think every every commission-based sales uh, company faces is uh, attrition with reps, right? And, you know, our, our job as leaders is to try and, you know, create a career for people help them grow and retain your people um and so i you know we were just trying to think of ways that we could you know keep our people longer um bring better people in etc etc and you know i've always kind of thought of of employment as like there's four kind of pillars of happy employment right and Mm -hmm. it's like uh it's money is one of them culture is another one um advancement and then autonomy right and so when, it, when I talk about advancement, um, it doesn't necessarily mean promotions. And I think a lot of times managers look at um, advancement and they think I got to promote somebody, I got to do this, I got to do that. Um, but really what what I think people are, are looking for isn't maybe necessarily promotion, but mastery or advancement in some type of a field. If they feel as though they're getting smarter at it, they're making more money at it, they're progressing themselves career-wise, I think that is just as powerful as a promotion. And, and sometimes for managers, it gives you more time with your people. Yeah, I, th- I think another, you know, a big issue is that we live in a kind of a world of instant gratification. And so, you know, maybe 10 years ago, there was a little bit more patience when it came to advancement, right? People were, were committed to working in companies for four or five years before they went another. Now, you know, we live in a world where you can You know, press a button and get food delivered, press a button, have a movie stream to your phone. And and so that instant gratification makes retention a little harder because you have to show those advancements, those masteries, that that culture faster. And so what we did was we put together, you know, like you said, a tiered program for our sales force. It's three tiers and then there's a captaincy after everybody starts on tier one. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of our way of saying, look, this is your introductory you know, you have a basic training process, your commission is set at this, you know, your time off is set at this kind of thing. And then when they get to a million dollars, they go to tier two. Now, we put ours as kind of a performance tier thing. But there is no stipulation on when they get to a million, right? Okay. So it also encourages people not only to perform, but to hang in there, right? And so if you're somebody that's just wildly talented, you're making, you know, Sale after sale after sale, you can get to tier two really quickly. But you don't yeah. necessarily have to get to it that way. You can also do it by being consistent, right? Once you get to three million dollars, it goes to tier three, and we have different names for them. It goes from associate to consultant to senior consultant to captain. Okay. And um, you know, as you said, as you increase in tiers, we give extra back. You know, uh, it's a commission-based thing, so I can't I can't give them. You know, health insurance, a 401k. But what I can do is I can bonus based on performance, right? And and so we stipend people at, at higher tiers, you know, to give them the feel of having that consistent pay. And once they get to these tiers, they're going to get that stipend forever. And so oh, wow. it's, a nice way, it's a nice way of a commission rep of knowing that. In the past, I got nothing unless I sold. Now I know that I'm at least going to get gas covered or my phone covered every single month and obviously as the tiers goes those amounts increase and so what we find is as they progress through the tiers they want to get to the next level even more because it's even more guaranteed pay it's more perks and there's some other little things you know upgraded business cards some increases in like swag stuff yeah. um you're trying to show them look you know you don't have to necessarily be a sales manager or a vp we can progress you in your current field
1: yeah, and in my background in the industry, and then in people I've talked to over the years, it it typically is that uh, here's a flat rate, here's a commission percentage, here's what it is. This is what it's always going to be. But I, I really like that concept of, hey, you reach this level, you've got the a little bit. You have to maintain, obviously. There's stress, pressure to always maintain and continue to grow. Yeah. But you've got this little bit of extra something there that you're getting always, uh, probably on a monthly basis. That yeah. takes a little bit of
0: that edge off, right? <laughs> It does yeah, and, and even when they have bad months you know it supplements it to to, to where they, they feel like they 're they're, they're still in the game, yeah. and so it, you know, it keeps people 's hopes up it, it keeps them optimistic, it keeps them performing. Uh, you know we find a ton of benefits with it uh, it 's also a way for us to you know kind of hone in on who our leadership should be in the future you know I think every company should should have a an idea of uh, you know what their bench looks like right, and yeah. you know what their prospects maybe look like and and have a plan for trying to develop those future leaders. And so this is one of those ways where we can kind of try and identify who those people are, how fast they progress through that those things and start working with them a little bit more on some some stuff that we might look for them in the future.
1: So you mentioned that as a as a benefit to your business, uh, you know, being able to maybe identify future potential leaders within the organization what other sort of uh, benefits have you seen with this system from a business perspective on the business side not necessarily from the sales person's perspective but from your perspective on the business side
0: well as you said to to begin with um, it's an immediate help on retention retention is one of those things that you just want to hold on to people so so showing them a path where they can constantly increase their standing and their money is, is a big thing obviously um, we find that we're going to get a better performance because they're trying to reach to those things. As far as uh, the rest of it, you know, it's it's everything I said. You know, it, it's a progression system, and you know, so for us, it just allows us to track and and motivate them uh, for even more. You, you know, to be to be upfront, you know, we put a a Rolex at seven and a half million. You know what I mean? A, a yeah. customized Rolex for them. We want them not only to be motivated by, you know, uh, the money, but uh, other things, awards, gifts, incentives. And so it's just a nice way for us to kind of compartmentalize those things in a structured way. Uh, that makes a
1: lot of sense. And as I mentioned, on, on, you know, on this show, we always try to get those very specific things that can help sales managers, business owners now. And I yeah. think learning about this type of sales structure could get people thinking, like, how can I do something like this? But, you know, your information was great. And before we go to that, I think I'd be uh, remiss not to ask you, in my experience, uh, salespeople hate change. So so if you already yeah. have a sales structure in place, <laughs> <They do. laughs> you know, yeah. So know. Wh- wh- what would you say to the business owner or the sales manager who would be hesitant to curb what they're already doing, what they know, what they've known for decades, maybe, uh, to, and, and try to introduce something like this to their sales team? What, would you, what kind of advice would you have for them?
0: Well, just like anything, first, you know, I, I would say to um, understand the objection itself. What's the concern? I guess the concern would be the change itself. You know, for us, I don't see how it hurts. And I think that's a big thing is that um, you want to look at it from a point of view. Of how does it benefit them? Is there any kind of a negative drawback to it? And if there's no negative drawback to it, if it's only incentive, 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 mm-hmm. Why not attempt to put yourself in a better position to hold on to your people longer? Everybody hates change. To be to be perfectly frank, you know. Of course, there's salespeople more than most. <laughs> you <know>, they are <laughs> they are creatures of habits. They're kind of pitching the same thing every single day. Yeah. But if the ch- if the change is framed in a way that makes them feel as though they're winning, you can't you can't lose. I
1: think this is a brilliant idea. Uh, to, to start there, especially with, with new hires that are coming in to give them something to work towards uh, that they, they haven't had in the past. People who maybe been in the industry and, and want to make a change and work for you, they now see yeah. you as something different, right? I think that helps set you guys apart. So, Nick, I really appreciate you being on here today. Uh, Nick Roberts, everyone, uh, Executive Vice President at Home Fix, Customer mm-hmm. Modeling. Uh, and, again, Nick, let's do this again sometime.
0: Drew, it's always fun, buddy. Anytime you let me know.
1: Thank you for listening to Rockstars of Remodeling. As promised, there were some amazing takeaways that you can use to build a better business for yourself, your employees, and your customers. If you've got an idea for a future episode or a guest I should invite onto the show, I'd love to hear from you. And don't forget to follow Rockstars of Remodeling on Spotify or SoundCloud. And click the like button on this episode. Until next time, rock on.